Uh, this is the 25th, is that right? 27th of, uh, of, of January of 2020. Oh, I tell you, the 219 was so fast. It's like a blink and it's all past. So much, so many trips, so many Bible studies and so many uh, events that we participated in. And we're so glad that uh, we welcome uh, Heidi to be uh, as our front front desk. So when you call RBM, she'll be answering uh, uh, and taking the message from you and helping us get things done. Uh, of course, that allows Matt to move into his old office and, uh, and get on the phone and get things going for Cuba trip. We've been, we've been talking about John the Baptist and how he begun his ministry, and and of course, uh, he is the first person, the greatest prophet that ever lived, that that uh, recognized Jesus as the Lamb of God, and it was a revelation to him because he, uh, even though been prepared by Elizabeth, his mother, uh, at, at a young age to fulfill that role. Yet the person that came, because thousands of people were coming from the Jerusalem and other areas to the River Jordan to be baptized, uh, and, and nobody had a, 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 a cardboard holding on, this is the Son of God right here. Nobody knew. Jesus just slipped in, and, 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 and he says, in looking at Jesus as he walked, meaning Jesus is in a progression coming toward John the Baptist. And John the Baptist simply uh, said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes... Now, who told John that that was Jesus? Who whispered in his eye, in his ears, uh, Mr. Mr. John the Baptist, uh, before you go any further with your baptism, there's somebody coming in. His name is Jesus. No, nobody did. It was a revelation from God to this man that lived a short life only to fulfill his call. So it's a revelation. Now at the end of the chapter 1 uh, of the Gospel of John, uh, John the Baptist begins to, to be, uh, the ministry began to be more, more uh, spreading. For instance, the disciples follow Jesus. They must come and see Philip, find Nathaniel, uh, uh, they call him Rabbi, they call him Christ, they call him Jesus of Nazareth, they call him the Son of God, the King of Israel, the Son of Man. And so these royal titles begin to, to be given to the Lord, which obviously was because of his presence. Uh, uh, if you saw Jesus today, uh, you would uh, uh, be shocked because... It only allowed to see upon a revelation. That is how, how I'll tell you, uh, I'll tell you a, a little story. I, I went to a church here in Monroe, Georgia, and several people came to the altar, I'd say about eight or nine, in an audience and attendance of about 40. But there was a man on a wheelchair that was crying severely. He cried. He cried. 
And I believe that 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 invitation was to receive Christ. And I believe that he had a revelation of the presence of Jesus. Now that doesn't happen to everybody. All the nine uh, uh, didn't quite respond too well. They just looked at me like we're bored. Let's go sit down again. But not that man. So in my years of ministry, I've seen that everywhere to where people have encounters with Jesus Christ that rattles them completely. It's not the preaching. It's not the sermon. It's not anything that, that, any, that physically a human being can do, but that only Christ can do. Now, that is a revelation. And so let's take a look at that because uh, one of the things I said last week was language is important to understand revelation. Biblical revelation. And so as we, uh, as we move into this area, uh, let me say uh, some comments now about what prophetic means. A lot of people, for instance, uh, 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 there's a, a, a very, very negative connotation against prophetic. It's name and claim it ministry. That the prophetic is something that... Uh, 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 you sort of uh, guess the future or guess this and guess that. So let's take a look. There are two words that we have to distinguish. The first one is the word prophesying. You're going to find that word in the list of the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit by the ministry of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, what he says in some uh, 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 prophecy, in some tongues and interpretation, the last three uh, uh, power gifts, or vocal gifts per se. He first says, some, uh, uh, the manifestation of the Spirit will be word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, faith, working miracles, gifts of healing, prophecy, prophesying, tongues and interpretation. And so when he says prophesying there, has nothing to do with the prophet. That's the first one. Because the first one, deals with actually a vocal expression of building, comforting, encouraging. Well, that is repeated by Paul in 1 Corinthians 14.3. If you go to 1 Corinthians 14.3, you're going to see that verse. But he who prophesies speaks unto man for edification, exhortation, and comfort. So what do you mean? Well, you see somebody hurting, and the Holy Spirit gives you a word of comforting, and you go comfort that person. That's a move of the Holy Spirit. You're in the kitchen cooking for the, for the, for the new lunch for the church, and you're feeling anointed to do it. You love to do it. You do the best you can. In doing that, you're prophesying, edifying, building, and comforting. You're singing to the choir. Go practice Wednesday on a rainy night, and there'll be five of them there to practice. You could hear the lady that can't hold her diaphragm. Oh, me. And, and the, uh, 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 well, even though she's an old lady trying to sing, she is prophesying. She's actually contributing to her vibrato, uh, to the anthem of the following Sunday. You might not like it or think it, but I tell you, don't, don't, don't knock it. That woman got up on Wednesday night in the, sh- in the rain, 
got inside of the church and practiced to 9 o'clock when some of us are going back to bed. So prophesying, it's the word, first word, prophesying, which means edifying, building, comforting. You know, uh, there's a lady that worked for us, and her name is Rose. Uh, and Rose is uh, just a, a sweet thing. She just talks all the time, talks loud, and, uh, and, uh, and she's very voiceless and very, uh, 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 how do you say, uh, built up and, and, and loud, okay? And, uh, and, and so she's in the kitchen talking to Mary Lucy, my wife. Why don't you worry about it, Mary Lucy? I'm telling you, everything's going to be okay. And uh, you just rest in there. I mean, I'm, I'm getting you some coffee. I mean, she's in the kitchen yelling, so Mary Lucy in the chair on the sofa listens. And I hear Mary Lucy respond, yeah, yes, yes, mm-mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Rosie's building, edifying Mary Lucy. Of course, the, uh, the, the, the application to that is just, just uh, endless because the first word is, to, is prophesying, speaking, caring, loving, appreciating, helping somebody. The second is prophecy. It's not found in, in 1 Corinthians 12. Prophecy has to do with foretelling or foretelling the future. Foretelling is Old Testament. Foretelling is New Testament. What do you mean? What is the difference between foretelling and foretelling? Foretelling is speaking out the need. Is saying toward the need an expression in recognizing the need, recognizing the need. And so people that are not scripturally sound or persecutors of the work of the Holy Spirit or have nothing to do would say that that's name calling or, or name it and claim it. And let me tell you, there are two things in my observation of the 45 to 50 years that I've seen churches or preachers do is to call the Holy Spirit name and claim it and to simply call it charismatic. Because it is an offensive thing to the Holy Spirit when you tag what God is doing in the life of somebody. I, I told somebody, I remember a guy told me and said, you are a charismatic. And I said, well, I drive a Ford. I have no idea what that was. It's a true story. <laughs> he stared at me like, you know, don't you joke on this. And no, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. What is that? And so the prophetic, it is in the ministry of Jesus, the first thing that happens when he engages in ministry. Because chapter 1, uh, let's go back to uh, John. Uh, we just left John. Let's go back to chapter 1 real quick. Uh, verse 9 says, That was the true light which the light of every man who comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made of him, and the world knew him not. And he keeps on going. Paul, John keeps on, keeps on the testimony of John the Baptist and what he saw, the voice cried in the wilderness, 
and all the way the first disciples as they come together and uh, and of course then and then the disciples begin to be to be called Philip was called uh, Peter James and John just followed but when he met Nathaniel Jesus says something he said because you see Philip found Nathaniel before Nathaniel got to Jesus, come and see this guy. He's from Nazareth. He's the son of God. You've got to see it. Oh, come on. I mean, don't, don't you tell me this. I, I, what, what, are you, what are you telling me? There's a guy down here you've got to meet. That's Philip talking to Nathaniel. As Nathaniel comes in, I guess it was about five, 600 feet, mountain country, he, he got under a, a, a fig tree and took a little shade. We do that in Israel a lot. Rest of 15 minutes, probably got a little water, you know, just a little break. And then kept on going to go see Jesus. So when he approaches Jesus, Jesus says two things to him. He says, before Philip called you, I saw you. And then Nathaniel responds, no, no, Nathaniel responds, you are the son of God. And Jesus said, if you believe that I'm a son of God just because I saw you under the fig tree. <laughs> I, there's more to come. And he prophesied. He predicted. He spoke something in the life of Nathaniel. He says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Meaning, if you keep on going with me until the end of this, you will see the angels of God ministering to me up and down from heaven. Uh, because you see angels, uh, you, see, you shall see heaven open. He's telling Nathaniel. Well, that's, that's something to happen. It didn't happen yet. It's something in the future. So what, what it means, what this uh, word means, he alone could open heaven because he alone is the way to God. He's simply saying, if you, Nathaniel, keep up with me, when you die, you're going to see heaven open in the angel, and God receiving you into his bosom. In other words, Nathaniel, you're going to see much more than that. Okay. So that explains, I hope, I hope, the difference between prophesying and prophecy. Are you listening to me? You need to know the difference between prophesying and being a prophet. This whole week, you got to tune to this channel, LottaRain.com. Why LottaRain? Well, I made it difficult so nobody could find it. Amen? Because if God didn't reveal to you, I had the idea over 20 years ago, that if God didn't reveal to you to open this channel on the Internet, then... You would not ever, ever, ever come close to us. Because I don't need anybody who's just come to be uh, critical. I want God to send you. And let me say to you, thousands, 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 and thousands upon the world are tuned to this little channel called Lot of Rain. And they're listening. And I believe God is sending them. Good. Okay. So you know now what I'm trying to do here this morning. We're talk, talking about prophecy. Let's take a look at uh, let's take a look at some scriptures. 
And uh, let's explain more clearly this way. Uh, how do you ID the prophetic? How does you identify or, or see it? It has to come first as a revelation from God. It can't come any other way. You can't just come up with something and start talking as if somehow uh, 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 that's naming and claim it, really. Without revelation from God, there's nothing you can say. Because when God speaks to you, you say it. Is that possible? Well, I tell you, I haven't had many times in my life, but I want to I tell you something that happened about a couple months ago uh, here in the office between me and John, uh, John Dunn, Jonathan Dunn, the, the, the fellow who works here in the office, if you know who I'm talking about. We're going to the airport. And, uh, and for some reason, out of my mind, out of my mouth, began to say, where's your Bible? What's in this bag? Of course, you know, I didn't pay attention. Another time, I said, John, what's in that bag? I don't know how many times. I think it was four. Four times. What's in that bag? And, and I'm saying, you know, I'm just repeating it. You know, it, it sounds weird to begin with, but I'm repeating there's something happening here. Something happening. And so John finally opened On the fourth time, you said, John, what do you have in that bag? You got your Bible in there? And then that's when I realized I'd forgotten my Bible. That's right. Now, that's prophetic. Oh, you're going to marry that girl. You're going to be blessed. Money's going to come upon you. That's just, 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 just name and claim it. The revelation from God pertains. The prophetic seats on revelation. The prophetic sits on revelation, not the revelation upon the prophetic. Meaning, you reveal, you get the, you, you get the prophecy, and then you, you, you build something that comes out of your mind. It, it, it's actually something that God wants to do. And, of course, I don't know if you remember that because John taught in Cuba. And it was a very important teaching because his father was there for the first time. And it's the first time his father heard him preach, I think. And so John went uh, all over the airport and found one store that had the last Bible, the only Bible. Do you have that there? It's downstairs. So what I'm saying to you is, is the, 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 the prophetic happens all the time. Happens with people, happens as I travel, happens as I minister to people. It just, it just happens and happens and happens and happens. Sometimes I don't understand. Sometimes, but I simply speak it, I'll say it, and it happens. Now, is that something just for me? No. For anyone who loves God and wants to be used by God, anyone, men, women, God uses. It doesn't make me special. 
It doesn't make me better than anybody else. I don't want to have that. But let me tell you, imagine if John didn't have a Bible when he got to Cuba. He has to teach. He has to get, get somebody's Bible. And so, so let's talk about, uh, is that being clear? Am I communicating with you? A little, little bit, and, and uh, there's more this week. We're going to be doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I'm going to teach Friday also, okay, the whole week. In order to make, uh, in order to have the material here so we can repeat other times. So, how to ID the prophetic? What do you mean? How to recognize the prophetic? Number one, uh, Romans 4.17. You got a microphone there? Uh, Cindy, Cindy Walker is going to read for us the whole verse. Romans 4, 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. The God that calls things that be not as though they were. So really, it, compla- it, it fulfills the statement that I just said a few minutes ago. The God that calls things that be not. The God that calls things that be not. The God that calls things that be not. Not the preacher that calls things that be, that be not. Not Rick that calls things that be not. Not the evangelist. Not the, nobody. God calls things that be not as though they were. That's a revelation. So the first thing to identify is to see faith in action. Because if God calls things to be not as though they were, and he is referring to you, then speaking in faith, it only only possible as if the unction, the anointing, the presence of the Holy Spirit causes you to say what you need to say. It's not something that I started or somebody starts or somebody decides to. It's not that way. Most of the time, I have no idea what I'm saying. Most of the time, I do not understand what I'm saying. I'm just, it comes out of my mouth. <laughs> and one of the most blatant examples of that is a little girl pregnant, 19-year-old pregnant girl with a baby that begun here. You know, usually uh, when, when uh, the baby is uh, uh, ready to be born, it's, it's in here. But her baby went from here all the way down. Big old baby, big old belly. And as she passes by me, I said to her, this baby's already with God. This baby is already with God. That night at midnight, her mother called me on, on, the, on the hotel where I was staying. I still don't know who gave her number or who told her I was staying in that hotel. It must have been the pastor or somebody from the church. I was in Brunswick, Georgia. And the doctor did an emergency C-section and, and, and uh, clamped the umbilical cord because the mass of a dead baby, for, been dead for 30 days, was about to hit the placenta, which in case she would, be, she would die. Now, now, that's the most uh, grotesque example or the most uh, 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 
heartbreaking example of a prophetic word. But I never forgotten. And so, if God called, God says it, the person that he's saying have no idea. It just comes out of your mouth. That's my experience. I'm not referring to anybody else. I don't know how everybody is. And I'm not saying that I'm 100% right either. All I'm saying to you is that this is where it happens to me. So, number one, Romans 4, 17, calling the God that calls things that be not as though they, they were. Okay. Number two. It also it speaks of a blessing. Okay. It speaks of, in other words, prophecy is always good. It's always positive. It doesn't bring death into it. It doesn't bring bad into it. It doesn't bring curse unto it. It's always from the Lord. It's always good. Uh, speaks of a blessing. You shall see heaven open. Uh, yeah, that, man, that just, you know, I, I, I like to see it one of these days, you know, especially when it's uh, foggy out there and, uh, and it's, a, it's a cold Saturday morning, rainy, okay? Even the birds don't come up to the deck. They just hide in the... Birds just stay on the trees under under the leaves and just you know you know I have a little a little binoculars that I use to see the birds in the trees and and uh, there's a bird there that stays in other words, get all the water out, so I'm saying to the bird, "Ooh, me too, you know, you shall see heaven open." And the angels of God ascending and descending. Not ascending only, but ascending upon Jesus, upon the Son of Man. What a beautiful picture of the ministry of Jesus. You're going to see me heal. You're going to see me deliver. You're going to see me preach. You're going to see me teach. You're going to get on the boat with me. We're going to have a great time in the next three and a half years. Nathaniel, get ready for the ride. So speaks a blessing, okay? Let me stop here because I have a C, D, E, F, G, and H to, 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 uh, to cover. But just the two. Calling things that be not. The God that calls things that be not. It is God. It is revelation. And number two, it's a blessing. And tomorrow we'll continue. I hope you enjoyed it today. I hope I was clear enough to give you a, a part of this series which uh, are, is entitled... How to understand the prophetic. See you tomorrow.